Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything, number 269. I am Gary. And I'm Chris. Let's go on and jump into uh, what we're going to do this evening. It is Wednesday, February 27th. We're going to do a little college football Q&A. We're going to talk about all kinds of different topics. And I, I'm not even kidding about that. I, Chris, I got so much stuff to discuss. Uh, and it's just questions. It's just stuff to look towards 2019. Wait, it's the off season. It's the off season, we, and, and we'll probably do this every week. That's cool. Where you know, some weeks we might just talk about you know historical games that you know led us to like college football. Tonight it's just uh, all kinds of different questions, right? So we'll jump into those. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the top party schools for 2019. Uh, this is via niche.com okay. or niche.com. N-I-C-H-E. What is that? Is it I niche? Would, I say niche, but we're from the south. so I I, think, It's probably – we're going to go with niche. I Everybody think, else says I think wrong. we get a pass for saying things incorrectly. They just assume <laughs> that we're dumb and we don't know, which is go. the answer. That's a yeah. correct assumption, by the way. Hey, there you go. Uh, we're going to talk about the Heisman Trophy odds that came out on February the 26th from, uh, from the Superbook at the Westgate in Las Vegas. So we, we got much to discuss. As always, the show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six wonderful sports books down there. You can find more information on all of them over at tunicatravel.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this thing. All right. So we are going to do a little college football question and answer uh, we're gonna start off with this, okay? Start, yeah, we're gonna start off with it because we—I mean, it's just a bunch of stuff to discuss. But I do want to talk about all of it. If I don't have the answer, no, it's like, okay. Are they it's like a, right or wrong answers? No, 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 no. These are not. This ain't trivia. <laughs> we, okay. We're not triviaing. Okay. Uh, we are. We're just talking. All right. Uh, because there's that. there's a lot of stuff that we can we can bring up. We can talk about. Let's roll. Uh, first one I got down here. So. We listen to well, I listen to podcasts. Ain't played nobody. Okay. So with Godfrey and uh, and Conley yep. from SB Nation, uh, a question that was asked to them: Who are college football's sleeping giants? So it, it was more a question of: Is Maryland a sleeping giant? And th- so the the first one that comes to mind back beforehand, which is why Saban went there, was LSU. Yep, they had not won anything in a long, long time. The recruiting ground is awesome there that was a sleeping giant other than that like i think georgia kind of was considered that how um, are we going back for though i mean georgia's been oh, i mean they've top been good for for 10 like two years now but no but, well, but Mark, I, I, rick they were yeah, a, but that's like they 20 were top years. 10 top 15 before school. rick got there they had not been super successful in a while how long goes that long goes that no that so i'm just i'm just talking about those two okay. right because saban Came to LSU in 2000. That's right. Or 98 or whatever it was, after 99. Um, So, going forward, who would you consider to be sleeping giants? I need some type of time window. In like 10 years or in like two years? A place that if you get the right coach in there, they could win within like three seasons. That's a tough question, isn't it? So, at Maryland, I think, could be because they are so close to Baltimore, so close to D.C. The talent ground there is awesome. But you've also got to got to get the boosters on board. And I don't know that football means enough to Maryland 
Like, because that's still really a basketball school, right? Yeah, I wouldn't have suggested Maryland. Uh, like North Carolina, maybe. Like that. This is who it's I've got. It's hard for me to believe that because I'm looking at who they just hired and and the road they're going down. Well, and it's also a basketball school, I dis- right? Yeah, but that doesn't so, worry me. Well, it, what does it concern me at all? It concerns me because you need everybody on board. But I think people get on board when they realize that that's what's going to make the money. I don't think people. You <sighs> can be excited about both and be all in on football academic or. or, or through the athletic department. Uh, you can have a football man in your athletic department and still be a really good basketball school. Okay, okay. And and I had UCLA, but I thought the same thing there. Like at so USC... No, I like, don't think there's anything wrong with UCLA being there. They got to be better than what they've been. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're, as far as sleeping giants, like I think that Chip Kelly, if he actually puts in the work, Am I a could fool? turn UCLA into a, a top 10 team. How all right? How big of a fool am I for thinking maybe Tennessee? I think at this point, I mean, they could be considered a sleeping giant. I like Pruitt. I liked him last year, and I didn't do a lot last year, but but it was his first season, it was and they kind of had to get. Uh, I, I I mean, I'm not off that ship yet. I'm not off that no, train. I don't, I don't blame you for for not being off that ship. I, I if I if I had to pick one team. That has potential. If you get that train rolling, man, we've seen that train roll. Yeah, we we certainly have. But I that mean, was that, like that was before Saban came but, to LSU. I understand, but you you're all, talking twenty years ago. Yes, but the difference is, is they've just run through just a litany of just terrible coaches. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and there, it's so, been a train wreck of coaches. So they are. It, we would consider them a sleeping giant because their recruiting ground is um, all the way, like, it, it goes all the way down to Atlanta, which is not far from Knoxville, nope. over to Charlotte, not right. far from Knoxville, up into Kentucky, over to Memphis and whatnot. Like, there's talent all over them. And it's not, like, right there in Knoxville. If they got but, big enough, and if they got to the level of good, they are now recruiting on a national basis anyway. Yeah, and that's, like they're, that's, that's what they did. They've got the money. That's the other they've side. Got, so that's the right. That's point two is got to have the money. They've got the boosters that are behind the yep. football program. Yeah, you got to have the money more than you got to have the right coach because you can get the yeah. right coach. No, you got that right. They've got I, history. I'll tell you a school that I and this is a hundred percent the coach. In it's Neil Brown. It's West, West Virginia. Virginia. I have I have believed in that man for a long time, and if he is everything that I believed him to be. At West Virginia, we could see a different level of West Virginia than we haven't seen ever. Not Rich Rod, not Holgerson. Not Holgerson. I'm I don't know. Rich Rod had him, you know, within a game of the I'm national championship. To, but that was one year. That was one year. Well, Anybody? It, it, I mean, with, with, Rich with that Rod, being said, TCU was really close to winning national. Ole Miss was really close to winning the national championship once, and then they, you know, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Okay. That was that was one season. I'm ta- we're talking about a sleeping giant. We're not talking about a team that might be able to get good, catch fire, everything go their way, and win a national title. We're talking about being a giant. I think before Jimbo got there, I think Texas A&M was like I think they they are considered because they've you never can't won call them a sleeping giant now though, right? Like they're not sleeping. There's nothing sleepy about them. I mean, they still went 8 and 4 last year. That's like, his first year taking over a new program. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like it, it now that they got him, I don't think you can. 
but they the, have been the reason. Forever. The reason. Okay, so the reason I'm giving them a pass and not being able to be called a giant, but but Pruitt and Tennessee a pass when they both this coach has won a national title. Yeah, this coach is what we think he is. Pruitt, we've watched him coach one season of being a head coach. Yeah, he is still a sleeping giant if he's ever going to be a giant. Jimbo is already a giant. And A and M is yeah. the biggest program in the world. I mean, aside from Texas, they but they're got, both right there. I, okay, we're splitting hairs now. Yeah, because they're they're both huge, and they're both of them have the boosters behind them. Both of them have the recruiting base. So I can't. Like, it's hard to call A and M a, a sleeping giant. It really is. What about like uh, like G five schools that that could be? Yeah, I mean okay. Houston. So yeah, I'm, so I'm in that. Houston, absolutely. I think Dana could do some great things. I think Memphis and UCF can continue to grow. Well, they're both in really talent-rich spots. That's it. And so long as you're playing it's a not fun ju- brand. And it's like- not just them either. I've talked about this when I talk about the American and how I think it should be respected better. Every school in the American is in a big city like like city. Yeah, like they're, Cincinnati, they're, they're Houston, not, Memphis. They're not these little dinky college Orlando, towns, okay? Yeah. I mean, it, this is like Tampa. Temple and Philly. Yeah. Like, it's, like, this is not dinky college towns. These are big cities where you can find talent in these big city places. Now, are we ever going to allow them to play with the big boys? Probably not. Because, Probably not. Because, let's because let's get know, real. I know how college football works. But – that's why I hesitate to put those guys up there. Yeah. Is there's nothing they can ever do to be considered a giant. I don't know. Like, it, so back to P5, like, I don't know that there's any Pac 12 teams really because the talent base out there is just dwindling away. I could see Oregon getting back to that level just because the amount of money that Nike's willing to put in that brand yeah. still has so much, it still carries so much weight. We're uh, we're gonna talk about Oregon here. Let's go on and move on to that. Okay. Uh, Boise State defensive coordinator Andy Avalos, Avalos, however you say it, leaves his alma mater, Boise, to be the new Oregon DC under Mario Cristobal. Money talks. Is that a good move for him? You think? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it probably. Is. I think it's a good move for him. Oregon, or if Oregon could ever learn to play defense consistently. I mean, they'd be a force to reckon with. They really would. How many games were they in last year where they just needed one stop, man? One yeah. stop. And they couldn't get it. Which is crazy because, like, Levitt, everybody thought the world of Jim Levitt. I don't know what Jim Levitt's going to do now that he's he's not there. I don't know. Especially now that everybody knows, like, he's terrible to work with. Like, yeah, he's got to be a head coach or nothing else. What yeah. he needs to do is take a smaller school head coaching job. That's what he needs. Well, I mean, to that's do. what he did at South Florida, and, and right. he was awesome. Other than like he, I don't know that he started like the the TMZ Sports, what you know that kind of world. Yeah. But like his kids were complaining that he was abusive because he talked so much trash to him. Yeah, and he got fired for it because the the school president didn't like him. And so, which is crazy to me because he had South Florida. But if he went down to a small like, school, like I'm not even talking about like American school, but like I mean, he could go to a Mac school. You talk to those kids, Harry. I think and so. Yeah, I mean, Mac, those are like, like those are like hard nosed Rust Belt kids. They could, yeah. they could take that. I mean, you could see Jim Levitt coaching at like Western Michigan. It would yeah, you know? wouldn't surprise me a bit. It's, or or have him take like over him. whenever uh, whenever Frank Solich leaves Ohio. Yeah, 
which I doubt that he ever does. I'm about to say you that realize was, he's he's been at he's been at Ohio. You want to build a program? Go to uh, Bowling Green. That's that's a place that's, that's just complete shambles. Well, that place will continue to be in shambles, even though they hired a new coach this year. Because good gracious, they just hired Brian Van Gorder yeah. as their new defensive coordinator. That's terrible. Uh, okay, next topic up. Is Georgia Tech playing one game per season at Mercedes-Benz Stadium a good idea? Why would it not be? Well, it's so you and I have always talked about wanting the, the home game atmosphere, right? Yep. And Which is great, but and this will still be like a home game because, I mean, the stadium is literally 10 miles from their campus, if that. How will it not be a home game? Because it's in the Falcon Stadium. I don't. Okay, I don't care about that. How will it not be a home game? I mean, you got to. Okay, that's that's what I'm saying. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I, well, so my, I think it is a good idea. I, I think, think it's, it's a fantastic absolutely idea. Because, and I don't think you lose one ounce of the home game atmosphere. Now, people who are used to having their regular tailgate spot, well, they probably won't want to be able to do that because they want to be closer to this stadium than the other stadium. But come on, man. It's one game a year. You pick, look, you make it a, a, a non-conference game and you make it somebody who's pretty far away from it. Well, so so the first game of 2022 is against Clemson and they're doing that one there. So that Now here's the difference though. Bobby Dodd Stadium holds 55,000 people. This one holds I think 74. Yeah, so you want to do so a game you where you do might the biggest sell ones. it out. Yeah, uh, they're games. doing Notre Dame a couple of times. That's a massive game. That's all. Awesome. So Notre Dame and Clemson so far, but I do wonder if they're going to change up some of their non-conference stuff to where they can get a bigger game. But I think one of them is supposed to be Virginia Tech. And I don't know whether that's going to be good or not. You know, I, I think Virginia Tech is going to be good going forward. I mean, we think. Why would it not be good? But, well, because last year was a disaster. Well, so it makes me they're wonder. They're not good. I mean, yeah, but they've still got a massive fan base. And, like, yeah, if you live no, in Atlanta, how, and you're, how like, big, you're not going to not come. How big is Virginia Tech's fan base, though? Oh, it's still national, Gary. Just because they had a crap year last year doesn't mean that they have a they're, – they're a national brand. Now, they're not Alabama. They're not Ohio State. But, I mean, they're okay, no different they, than LSU. Like, they're a big national brand. I don't know. I think LSU's bigger than they are. Well, I mean, they might be because of recency, but like they're Virginia, yeah, Virginia Tech still. I mean, they, okay. it's a big state right. school. It is a big it's state. Still school. a big state school. It's it's definitely bigger than than Virginia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no you, doubt. That's, that's much better than Virginia. I'm okay. gonna bet that there's an alumni association in every like state in the country from Virginia Tech. I wonder if Virginia Tech has like you know how. Game day did that big thing about all the college bars in yeah. in New York, like oh, in Brooklyn, there's no Manhattan, question. all that. I, I, there's no question they do. Gary. I do wonder. If, I think if you they discredit. Have. I think you discredit them. I know a lot of Virginia Tech people that live right here in Memphis. Well, but and they graduated from Virginia Tech and they came here for jobs. What uh, uh who's the guy? That, the quarterback? What's his name? Jim Druckenmiller. Yeah, yeah. he. Yeah. I mean, Virginia Tech came here for a job after his NFL you. career. Yeah, so we got to get him on the show. So I think I think I think you're. Oh, my mic just fell. <laughs> We're gonna have this problem for a while, guys. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen a lot. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. I mean, the biggest thing Jeff Collins said it it's it's gonna help with recruiting. Uh, kids want to play there. Their their parents want to go to games there. I, it's a I massive. To, I haven't gone yet. I want to go of a stadium. Why not? And they're willing to give it to you to let you use it. Yeah, use the damn thing. Use it. 
That's, I'm, I'm in with it. I like the idea. I'm not afraid of losing a losing a home game. Come on, man. Let's uh let's discuss Scott Frost for a second. Okay. Now this is another. What are question. we going to talk about, Scott this, Frost? This is a question that was asked, uh, or at least sent to uh, one of the podcasts that we listened to. Solid okay. Verbal pod, uh, played, uh, podcast name played nobody. Whatever. Is Scott Frost basically a national championship or bust at Nebraska? Like, what is success for him because of the hype? I think that's ridiculous. But I don't know who's saying these things. Well, see, that, that's the thing. Like, it, it would the fan base be cool with, like, does he have to win a Big Ten championship? Or would they be okay with, because remember, they, they fired Frank Solich for and, going 10-2, and 9-3. And, and win. Like, like, what's my time frame? Like, in two years, win the Big Ten? No, 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 no. Time frame, let's. Three years? It. Let's, let's give it. Let's give it six, seven years. Yeah, I think in six, seven years, he needs to be winning a, a Big Ten title. Okay, so not a national championship, but a Big no, Ten. God no. A Big Ten title no. over Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan right. State, right. etc. One year, you should be able to put together a class that can compete with anybody in the country and catch lightning in a bottle, have things bounce your way, and win it. Now, you and I talked about the national championship odds for this season. I know. And well, did we do that was, on the show? Yeah. Because that's what that's ridiculous that – well, that his odds are it, what they are. We're we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but the 2019 Heisman Trophy, uh, those odds are out, and Adrian Martinez is tied for third, like with the the third longest or uh, shortest odds. I like Scott Frost a lot. They're literally these people are making me talk trash about a guy I I like. Well, he, I think it's he's a good so coach, much hype. But like why Why are the expectations just so high? You're making it to where he's set up to fail. Yeah. I this agree. is why you don't go home. This is why you never hire your heroes. I've told you this what, before. Would it have We've, mattered, though? No, like yes, it, it absolutely matters. You'd never you, Because now, right now, if he was to have taken another job somewhere else and failed, those people can hate him all they want. Those people can think he's a deadbeat all they want. But Nebraska, he's still a god. This is this is why you don't hire the local young whatever hero. This is why you don't do well, it. Well, but see, all right, so transition to college basketball, like Memphis hired Penny Hardaway. That's, that's right. worked out okay. It, like I it, think they, I think the has expectations it? were has it? Well, yeah, because the expectations were were tempered, right? They didn't expect him to come Next in and compete year, for national championships. They get the class that we think they're gonna get. This is college basketball. We're one and done. So that means next year they have to compete for a national title. Next year they have to make Elite Eight or that's a failure. Because none of those kids are going to be there the year after. Well, only one of them is going to be a, a one and done. Ooh, like they, I think I – think You think DJ's not going to be? He was a – he's not even a top 40 kid. He okay. ain't going to be a, a one and done. That DJ kid's... Jeffries will him, not be one and him, done. Let him let him get on a national stage. Well, I will absolutely let him get on a national stage. But I, anyway, so back to this. Yeah, Adrian Martinez tied for third uh, at 6-1. to one, But we'll we'll get to those in a little bit. Um, so you think, like, it, it's not national championship or bust. I do think um, if you're going to tell me he's got seven years – I think he in in that seven years he needs to be constantly competing for one of the teams at least in the, the West in the running for the West to to play for the he needs to play for it a couple of times in one of those seven years he needs to win the damn thing. Okay, I okay. agree with that. Yeah, I could I could totally see that. Uh, speaking of the Big Ten West, 
Alex Hornibrook. Transferring is, from Wisconsin. This caught me coldly off guard today. Uh, and, and from what I can understand, from everything that I have read, because obviously I don't have a whole lot of people that are in tight with Wisconsin. That's right. Uh, Graham Mertz, the four-star kid from Mission, Kansas, that came in has blown everybody, everybody away. Uh, he is likely to be the starter okay. this season. From what I have been reading, et cetera, et cetera. And Hornibrook wants to start his senior year, right? This will be his last year, Yeah, right? this will be his last season. He wants to play. I, I don't fight him for that. Where is – I mean, is there a spot – because it felt like the transfer portal stuff was, was finally slowing down. Is there a spot that you can think of that he would kind of slide in? Where he could start right away? Yeah. You go see my boy Les. Uh, he could go to Kansas. He's not going to go to a big Power 5 school that's competing on a national Man, level. He would be perfect for Les Miles, wouldn't I, he? Come on now. That's a good answer. I know. Well, I never even thought about don't, that. Don't ever, don't ever question Les. I mean, that's, that's exactly what that is. not a day that goes that by that man doesn't go through my mind. Alex Hornibrook. <laughs> Alex Hornibrook. Because uh, yeah, where else is he going to go, really? I mean, this is not – He's not the elite-level quarterback that got beat out by another elite-level quarterback. He's just trying to enjoy his last year of college, play, have some meaningful time that matters, and have fun. He could be a leader. He would absolutely walk in the door and be a leader there. Yeah. An absolute leader there. I mean, he could help He could help set an example for the What they need classes. to be. That's absolutely right. Yeah, that could be, that could be interesting. Huh, Okay. And Hornibrook he leads the Kansas. Big Ten. The defenses in the Big 12 aren't close to what he's playing right now. That's true. He's not going to get beat up near as bad as he gets beat and, up right and now. And Kansas got a pretty good running game. They're, they're working on it. I mean, Les is gonna, they're going to be better than they were last year. I, I would 100% agree with that. I, uh, I don't know what Kansas' schedule is this year. And I couldn't tell. I, literally, I don't know anybody else. But that's the level of school he's going to. Like, I'm not going to say Rutgers, but like he could go there. But he's going to have to go to a school that's not a great school, that's not competing for something. So, so here is Kansas's uh, football schedule for 2019. Okay. They they start out with Indiana State, then Coastal Carolina. They should probably win both of those. Yep. At Boston College. Whoo, that'll be a tough one. And then here we go: West Virginia at TCU, Oklahoma. <laughs> God, uh, they get the they get the brunt of the Big Twelve early, don't they? But then they got a bye week, and then they've Texas. got at Texas, Texas Tech, Kansas State, another bye week at Oklahoma State, at Iowa State, and then Baylor. It gets easier at the end. Well, I mean, is it that much easier going to Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, Iowa? I it's mean, not okay. It's better than going to Oklahoma. It is, but it, it. I mean, I don't know how easy it is, especially coming off. You know, still water. Oklahoma State. Like Oklahoma State. At Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State. At Iowa State. Kansas and then State. Baylor. Texas Tech under new regime. Baylor. Those are those are better than the first half. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I, now I'm I'm I have expectations of West Virginia that might not be real. That's okay. Oh, at I, least for this coming I, season. Yes. But, uh, and but, I fully understand that that might not be real. And West, I get that. West Virginia could be really, really good. I mean, they, Austin, they, they got Austin Kendall. I, I'm just a – you know how I feel about Neil Brown and how I felt about him for a long time. I want him to get a big Power 5 job. He now has one, and I, I'm just – I'm in. I'm in on that team. Yeah, I could okay. – There was very few schools that he was going to go to that I wasn't going to be like, that's – I'm in. I'm with them. 
Let's talk about Power 5 teams that do not have a single player at the NFL Combine. Okay. Did Did you see this? No, I, I have no list. clue. So, so give right, me the list. Let's start off with this. Arizona. That surprised that surprise you? Me. Okay. Cal. They're really young. By the way, they're S&P I was, I was Plus just about members. To say, they're, 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 their whole team's coming back, aren't they? Yeah, the whole team's coming back. But how crazy is this? I've never seen such a gap in the S&P Plus. They, they are expected to have the number five most efficient defense and the number 125 most efficient offense. Oh, so is, it is all This defense. is why it's hard to hire defensive coaches because they can say – Oh, you're an athlete? We're going to put you on defense side of the ball. Well, it's, it's kind of the same thing with offensive guys, too. It's like, okay. like it, I don't know about that. Like, Gus Malzahn, when he was at Auburn, we're going on a tangent here, but we really don't have a lot to talk about. When he was at Auburn as an OC, his biggest criticism of Chiswick was, you got to give me some talent. Literally, every athlete that walks in the door that in high school plays both sides of the ball, you take. Yeah. And I have nothing you have to give me something. Well, now that he's the head coach, I think he's divided the talent up pretty evenly between offense and defense. Yeah. But it's probably because he's been on the other side of that getting burned. Yeah. Man. And you don't give, want to get burned give, every time. Give, give your boys some offense. Which, help. by the way, Auburn has the two fastest players in in, in the entire country as far as like running uh, my, uh, uh, not 40 time, but, uh, but 100 meters. Yeah, 100 meter dash. Yeah. Listen, Gus, if Gus has talent, that guy's got some some wheels cranking in his brain that work different than most. I am curious to see what they're going to be like this year with him calling plays again. Like they'll they'll have Bo Nix, high he school will, quarterback. He coming will in. be he will be motivated. I I do agree with that. Which he should be motivated every year. It's sad that you've got to like get on a hot seat to get motivated. But anyway, neither heard of that. Who are we talking about? <laughs> uh, Nick, all right, so that was Cal. Oh, Cal. Arizona, Cal, uh, Oregon State. Not that surprising. Surprise, I don't think. Illinois. Not surprising. Rucker. Uh, nope. Rucker has, a, has somebody going to the Rutgers combine. Has, uh, they've always got guys going to the combine. Well, they're not going to get drafted. I mean, think about it. How many guys? I mean, there's four Rutgers players on New England. Yeah, but that's just because Bill likes local kids because they're cheap. But yeah, that's, but, that's literally it. But there's, those guys, there's Rutgers are, players on on those guys are going to play special teams. They're going to get their brains knocked out, and they cost him the league minimum, and they get to sleep at home with their mama. Uh, Purdue. Oh, that actually shocks me, man. They were good. I guess they're but they, they're really they young, young, really young. PJ, uh, no, that's not Fleck. That's uh, oh, jeez, Jeff Brom. Brom, yeah, Brom having young talent. Da- well, it, see, I was kind of surprised David Blau didn't get any kind of an invite, but at the same time, it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Uh, yeah, stay in school. But he's a senior. Oh, was he a senior? Uh, I yeah. thought he was a junior last no, he's year. He's a senior. Okay, I'm really wrong on that. It may, maybe I'm wrong. I could have no, sworn you're, he was. You're probably more tuned into this stuff than me, obviously. David Blau, Purdue. Let's see what he is. Yeah, I'd be shocked if he didn't get a workout. I wonder if he just doesn't want to He was a sophomore in 2016. So, so like yeah, he, sorry, he was a redshirt sophomore in 2016. Uh, so, yeah, he he was a senior this year. All right. Um, all right, so David Blau, like he's – but he didn't make it. Georgia Tech. Not a single player. Yeah, they run an option. They run a gimmick offense at hurts. Well, yeah, but they've always had guys that, you know, because mm, Atlanta ev- guys. They every now and then have guys that well, but stand it's out. Generally, like offensive linemen or something that kind of. I think the league has been burned by taking offensive linemen from option. St- oh, because they, can't, right. they get in the league and they can't block. All right, the last one, 
and these are our Power Five teams that don't have a single player at the NFL Combine, Tennessee. That doesn't shock me at all. As bad as they've been the last four years, there's nobody on that roster coming out. Yeah, but think about think about the fact that they had all of these like top fifteen, top twenty recruiting classes. You're telling me not one of those guys either they didn't stick around. Well, that's it. How many of them or, transferred out? I mean, I, I would imagine it have a to lot. be quite a few. I mean, it's a lot. It's not a little. It's a lot. Yeah, you're probably right about that. No. They didn't miss on all those guys. They just misrepresented them or mishandled them, and those guys are gone. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I'm going to bet if we went through their recruiting class and see those kids' names, those kids are in the combine. They just went to other schools. That makes sense. That makes sense. Some of them. And maybe It might not be a lot. I bet they missed on a bunch. Bad coaches are not just bad X's and O's coaches. No, they're, they're bad at They're bad at, at everything. everything. So it, it's guys that recruit guys just because they have stars by their name. If if you're if you cut corners at any part of your job, you cut corners at every part of your job. Another another question I had written down here: the most exciting football player you remember from your childhood? You want to go and give you mine? Yep. Mine was David Palmer. So he was the deuce is loose, all that for Alabama in ninety two, ninety three, all that. Uh, he was the all everything guy. He was like five foot eight, weighed like 190 pounds. He was uh, tiny, but man, I was like 10 years old, and this dude was other world stuff. He was returning punts. He was a wide receiver. He played some running back. Like he he lined up at quarterback a couple of times. Like before the Wildcat was like a really you know big thing. Uh, David Palmer was absolutely electrifying. He was he was fantastic. He was Rondell Moore before Rondell Moore. That's it. Um Man, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever had just a guy that I mean there's been a there's been a lot growing up that I liked. I mean, I How about this? It doesn't have to be a football at, player. At old at old Miss, Deuce was was big. Yeah, Deuce McCallister. When, when I was there, I mean, and, and I was around that program and not at old Miss at that time, but um you know, there's just been a bunch of guys. That Deuce is the first one that came to my mind. Um, de- all right, so here's one. Defensively, there are two guys. They got drafted back-to-back. I thought both of them were going to be the next Reggie White. Now, they were the biggest NFL bust in a long time. That was Chad Lavalle and then uh, Glenn Dorsey. Okay. LSU. But those guys, that de- a, the year where Chad was a – was a junior, I think, and Glenn was a sophomore. That that's the scariest defensive front I've ever seen in my life. What year was that? Two thousand four. Two thousand one. I think I think it was like oh. Let's see. When he was he was a freshman. Sorry, he was the top college defensive player of the two thousand seven season. So he might have been a freshman. Oh oh five. He was a sophomore. Okay. Might so yeah, that was that was LSU was number one. They won a national championship. Yeah, we won the year. national championship. Yeah, over uh, Ohio State, the Oklahoma. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So that was o- the Oklahoma one. Oh five. No, that was that was Oklahoma. Oh, that was, was o- the Ohio State one. That's right. Yeah, uh, that was the Ohio State year. 
anyway, that was the year that they, they then uh, Les told everybody they never lost in regulation. That's right. They went undefeated yeah. in regulation, and they did. He didn't just yeah, tell them. I mean, they did that. No, they actually. Yeah, they, you're right. They absolutely did that. You're right. No, my I I Glenn Dorsey was my, and then Chad Chad the same thing. Chad was a couple years older than him. I thought those guys were gonna be the second coming to Reggie White. Now both of them got in the NFL, and both of them immediately fell apart. Just injury after injury after injury, and they never played a full season. Yeah. Um, no, no clue what they could have been in potential. But uh, I would, I would probably say that. It, I mean, I, that that's the position I played in 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 high school, um, and growing up was defensive line, and and so that was something that I always watched and liked. I would say them. Okay, that makes sense. I know that's a, not a fun. It, you know what? And the other answer, and this is all LSU guys. And I'm promise I'm not trying to be a homer. The Honey Badger was a freak to yeah. watch play football. Yeah, Honey Badger was, uh, was his his freshman year at LSU. He the year that he went for the Heisman Trophy, that kid was un. He, that's the most spectacular football player I've ever watched do anything for was a that, season. Was that 2011? When he went for the Heisman, it might have been. I don't remember. I don't remember the years. Yeah, because that was. Yeah, he was SEC Defensive Player of the Year in 2000. I know this. The next year, he was kicked off the team. Yeah, that was 2012. So it was the 2013 draft that he got. Yeah, drafted. he got drafted. That's right. Yep. And that 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 2011 season, single season, single player, that guy wrecked teams' worlds. Yeah, he was unreal. Everything. Yeah. You could not stop him, and it was a damn shame that he didn't win the Heisman. He really should have I, won I agree with that. that he year. was the most electrifying player. Yeah. For sure. That's the most exciting player. And I like I said, I'm super biased. That was my team. Those all those guys came from my team, but but uh I'm sure growing up when I was younger, like I remember watching, but I was a baby watching Bo Jackson. And as I got older I watched videos of Bo. But I can't say like growing up, I remember seeing him, but I was I was I was a child. Yeah, I mean I was I was not even just a child. I was like six years old. That's yeah, that makes that's sense. Different. Like you don't know what you're watching. You just know as a as a bad man. Yeah. Um. So I, you know it's hard to say something like that. I was trying to think of guys that I watched when I was in college or older because I knew more about what I was watching. You know right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, last one on the the Q and A stuff. Uh, the top three possible disappointing teams for 2019. So, and this is a, a list, but I, I want us to come up with somebody else that, um, and we'll just use like, you know, we'll use uh, uh, SB Nation's preseason top 25. We'll just go with that. Can I can I say this? If Alabama loses two games, is that like the number one most disappointing team on there? Yeah, probably. I mean, that's that's got to be. Expectations, what actually happens? Yeah, a two-loss season for Bama is is got to be. Oh it, yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, Not so that that's gonna happen. Here's but, here's the. But just because their expectations are so high, here's the ones that that they are saying. So they've okay. listed these, um, and I say they. That's I found fine. it on some list online, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's per ESPN. That's fine. Um, Ohio State, their average preseason rank from all these early polls. The FPI has them at number 13. The average rank is number five. That doesn't surprise me. And so, I, I without Urban Meyer, like, they could yeah. lose a couple of games. And that's the same thing, expectations. If they lose three games, are they is that like the most disappointing thing? 
Yeah. I mean, that's... Because you got to think, it's hard to... It's So, I know, like, everybody wants to pick on USC. What are USC's expectations right now? I mean, what do we think they're going to do? I mean, if they win eight games, are we going to be like, ah, that's what I thought? Well, are we going to be USC's, like, man, that's disappointing? Let's talk about USC's schedule real quick. I mean, USC in... Tw- like, the start out... Uh, to start out the season, it is nasty. Like, they have got some really difficult stuff. Uh, They're very fortunate that the Pac-12 is not good at football right now. I, I agree with that. I agree with that a lot. So, Internet's taking photos. Fo- here we go. All right, so they open up with Fresno State. Awesome. <laughs> they open with Fresno State. Uh, the next week, they've got Stanford coming to town. They go to BYU. They host Utah. They play at Washington. They play at Notre Dame. That is their first six games. Okay. So, I could see them beating Fresno. I could see them beating BYU. Stanford's going to be tough. Utah, at Washington, and at Notre Dame, that's all tough. Correct. That's the first six. Then they've got Arizona, at Colorado, Oregon, at Arizona State, at Cal, and then UCLA. So, I mean, I'm... Like, if they go 5-7, and seven, I think he did okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, with expectations, it's hard to say disappointing bad teams are going to be bad. Yeah. So, so USC being on this, I'm kind of like, eh. I mean, they're yeah. not even in anybody's top 25. No. So, uh, Texas, their average rank is number 8 in okay. these preseason polls. The FPI has them at number 26. So, and, and S&P Plus has got them, what, at 36? I'm going to give you four teams that I think are going to be the biggest. Okay. Biggest disappointments. All right. I think there's a chance that this could be one of those seasons where just so much coaching turmoil, turnover. Alabama's got dudes for days, but things seem to bounce their way all the time. At some point in time, it might stop. They lose two games. That's a massive letdown. Okay. okay. Let's say that doesn't happen. I'm going to give you Ohio State. I think that Ohio State loses three, four games this year. I think Texas loses a few more games than people think. I know our Texas people already hate me and send me death threats. That's fine. And and the other team, we've talked about them already, strictly because of expectations. Nebraska. Nebraska is going to be the most disappointing team. Yeah, probably. Because for some unknown reason, people think they can win the national championship this year. What a – And if they go six and six or eight and whatever, four, what the hell does that mean? At nothing, I don't think. It damn sure ain't national championship worthy. No. Uh, do you think that Texas A and M? All right, at first because of their schedule. That, that, that was, hang on, I don't think that's disappointing. They play the most brutal. I thought they could have dark horse chance to win a national title, and then I looked at their schedule and I thought nobody's running that gauntlet. This is not doing it. So, so here's you're still college kids. Here's what they've got. Now I, we'll go ahead and go through them. Uh, they got Texas State to, to open up with. That's fine. At Clemson. <laughs> Lamar, uh, so that I mean they'd be two and one. Uh, then they host Auburn, which they have not beaten Auburn at home ever. Yep. So last year was the first year that one of those teams actually won a home game, and that was Auburn that won. Uh, Arkansas at AT and T Stadium, uh, which will probably be a win. They'll murder Arkansas. They host Alabama, play at Ole Miss. Best host- thing they got is they get to host Alabama. Yeah, they got a chance to beat them because they get to play them at home. They've got at Ole Miss, then Mississippi State comes to Kyle Field, uh, UT San Antonio, 
And then South Carolina comes to Caulfield, and then at Georgia, Georgia. and at LSU. LSU. Those, those two back-to-back, Clemson, and then you've got Alabama thrown in there, and Auburn. I'm not going to say they're going to lose all those games because I don't think they'll lose all those games. I think A&M's going to be good. That's, that's an unbelievably hard schedule. Yeah, that's – I mean, at Georgia, at LSU, at Clemson, if they and then finish, you host Alabama. If they finish 8-4, and four, I will not say that's a, that's a terrible season. As, I mean, as, long as, as long as their four losses are one of those five teams. Um, we've got right, so so here here's the top fifteen. They've got uh, Alabama number one, Clemson two. This is uh, the Sporting News top twenty five. Okay, uh, Georgia number three, Oklahoma four. Which now that could be all right. We could flip flop and you could take Texas out of that. Oklahoma could easily be that disappointing thing if yeah. Jalen, if if for some reason the god of football quarterbacks is not that and can't fix Jalen. And, and they have a letdown. They could lose four games, five games. I think the Big 12 is better than it usually is. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree I, with you. I, I crap on the Big 12 a lot. Well, they gave us reason to for a, for a long time. But, I, but the teams I like are teams that have been bad and are getting bad. Iowa State. Baylor I like with Matt Baylor. Rule. I just love Texas Matt Tech. Rule. Like, I, I think I Matt Wells no, is going to be I have good. no expectations of Texas Tech. Let's see, that's where we differ. I'm in the tank for for West Virginia like I am with Baylor now, for Matt Rule and, and and with Neil Brown. I think they could be better, but these are all the the B and C list teams. And then I always, always, I'm never going to doubt out Gary Patterson. I have no idea what the hell happened last year. <laughs> Either Gary has just lost it and he's done. He doesn't carry his cash and checks, or they are going to be way better this year because he's. Well, they, I mean, off. they didn't have a quarterback last year. Yeah, but you can't. It's bad. Like, you you got to figure something else out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's that's what was so crazy is TCU had the most on paper the most talented team they've ever had, they, and you, you can't let not having a quarterback kill you that bad. I agree. Uh, number five was Ohio State. Six Texas. Seven LSU. Eight Notre Dame. Uh, which this seems like it could be a prime spot for Notre Dame to to have a letdown. Yeah, I mean they they've got Notre Dame's got a pretty tough schedule. I mean, but they got a tough schedule every year. So. That's that. Uh, yeah, and then uh, what is it? I mean, if they lose two of those games, I don't think it's a failure because going undefeated last year was just crazy. Like they just you just don't do it a lot. It doesn't happen very often. True, but is is it a letdown for them if if they do that? If they lose two games, it's disappointing, but it's not Alabama losing two games disappointing. They play at Louisville to uh, to kick off well, the uh, the dumb, season, yeah. uh, and that is on Labor Day evening. So that's a Monday night. Then they're off the next week. They got New Mexico at Georgia. They host Virginia, who is only up and up. That's right. Bowling Rock Green. Uh, they host USC. They play at Michigan. Virginia Tech comes to town at Duke. Navy, Boston College at Stanford. I mean, you know, they, they could easily walk. lose two or three games. That's right. Uh, but I Florida, think I have the expectation that they'll lose two or three games. Yeah, well, maybe not three. I think the I think if they lose, if they finish the season ten, 10 and, two. and two, I think that's a good season for Notre Dame. I agree with that. I agree. Uh, number nine, Florida. Ten, Michigan. Uh, Eleven, Texas A and M. Like I think Michigan. If Michigan loses to Ohio State again, this is then the, it's a like that's it, right? Like this is this is it. Part of my Ohio State being a disappointment is that this is the year that they lose a couple of games and then they get they find Harbaugh finally gets his comeuppance. Uh, number eleven, Texas A and M. Twelve, Penn State. Thirteen, Oregon. 
14 Washington, 15 Mississippi State. Now, I don't understand the, the Mississippi State thing on here. I mean, they, they lose basically everybody off the defensive line. Uh, they lose Nick Fitzgerald, who which might be better for Joe Moorhead's offense, but, whew, I mean, that's that's crazy stuff. He was a really good quarterback and a really good leader for that team. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and shame on Moorhead for the way he used him. And the yeah. way he contributed to, like, hurting the legacy of Fitzgerald there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean he could eight and five last yeah. year? He could have left there not being Dak, obviously, and not going and playing in the league, but he could have left there a Mississippi State hero, and Moorhead just mismanaged him as bad as badly as you could do that. You uh, you got that right. All right, uh, so we'll, we'll – So I had a Mississippi State guy talk to me about, well, we're bringing back our whole secondary. And I said – and being an LSU fan, I'm so glad all those players are coming back. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we didn't throw on anybody, but we threw on your butt. Oh yeah, well, that's, I hope all those kids are all back. State secondary was not great. What made them better against passes is, was is the quarterback had two seconds to throw the exactly. ball. and He got eaten. Sweat and, uh, uh, and Jeffrey they could Simmons. get to him with four. Yeah, they could get to you with four. They didn't have to blitz anybody. Exactly. So you drop seven back I'm, in coverage, I'm, I'm and it's a lot you, easier. I'm really glad they're bringing all those guys back. It's, I'm <laughs> I'm with you, and they may end up being really good. No, they could be like, good. And I I not I, 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 I mean I'm, I'm obviously taking a shot at him and, and messing with him, but it's just one of those things where is it? Yeah, they don't scare me. They I, that's the perfect way to put that. They don't scare me. Perfect way to put that. Uh, as always, shows brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six wonderful sports books. You can find more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. We will be at the horse, not the horseshoe, uh, uh, horseshoes doing the. Sam Sound. Uh, sorry, horseshoes doing something completely different. Like, you got to pay to go there. That's okay. That's fine. That's okay. But you can come to you us come for, free for free at Samstown, March 21st, March 22nd, 10 a.m. both days. We will be broadcasting live for the NCAA tournament. We're going to broadcast at 10 a.m., then we're going to broadcast before the afternoon slate. We don't really know a time yet. We'll figure that yeah, out. Yeah, we'll figure that out whenever they actually announce the time. Two shows each day. Come hang out. It's going to be a good time. We're going to be there all day. We're actually staying the night on Thursday night down in Tunica. So, you got no excuses. Come out at any point during the day. Come and hang out with us. Try and get up for the uh, for the 10 o'clock. Take off work. Take off work. Come you know you're day. skipping work anyway to watch basketball. Exactly. Uh, and we'll, you know what? We'll go on and talk college basketball uh, on the next thing. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's jump in college basketball talk. Uh, as always, show brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South Premier Sports Gambling Destination. They got six wonderful sports books. Go check them out at tunicatravel.com. We will actually be at the Samstown Casino Sportsbook on March 21st, Thursday, and March 22nd, Friday. We're going to be broadcasting live at 10 a.m. We're going to do an hour show in the morning to get you ready for the day of college basketball. We're going to broadcast twice live on youtube and facebook and twitter and whatnot uh we're gonna do that both days two times a day before the morning session and before the afternoon session we're gonna get you ready for march madness so come out hang out with us it is free to come in there and hang out they got a ton of tvs they got awesome drink deals awesome food deals uh, the food's actually pretty good yes sir so I had it there in the sports book uh we will be staying the evening we're going to be staying at Samstown that night. Come out, get a room, hang out with us. We're going to have a good time. Going to have a good time. So, 
let's go ahead and jump in. Uh, oh, if you want to find out more about us, by the way, winningcureseverything.com. That's the website. Let's jump into college basketball. I've only got one question for this. Because we're, we're not going to talk, like, what's happening and, and all that. Like, we can, we can explain the teams that we like. Um, if you had to put money on one team right now as of February 27th to win the national championship, who would you put your money on and why? North Carolina. All right. I got Roy Williams. Okay. I got a veteran team full of some seniors and juniors. They're not a bunch of freshmen, not a bunch of one and done. They played together for a while. They're battle-tested. They've been in this thing. Um, they've they've gone through this tournament before and gone pretty far. They're a really good team. And and I, I, I'm never going to question Roy Williams. I think he's the kind of coach to get you there. And uh, I mean, they're definitely battle-tested. Um and and like you them. you like the uh, the upperclassmen. I like the upperclassmen. And they're listen, they're not just upperclassmen that oh they weren't good enough to be one and done. No, they weren't good enough to be one and done, but but they're not just bums either. No. No, okay? not at all. These guys can still play in the league, I think. I think they I think they're really really talented. I think you're probably right on that. Um currently right now They're going to probably be a two seed, you think? Yeah, probably. North Carolina, they are 23-5 and five overall. Uh, they're ranked number five in the AP poll right now. Okay. I, I could I could see that. I mean, they're 13-2 and two in the ACC. They got a chance to actually win the league outright. Uh, that's kind of impressive. That's right. And so, no, I mean, they, they'll have to beat Virginia. Yep, correct. Uh, but they have, they have not done that so far. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see it. I could see it. My, my money would be on Gonzaga. They are number one in the AP poll right now. Uh, they have the perfect mix of, like, they've got an NBA lottery guy, but they've also got veterans. Uh, they are the second most efficient team as far as offense and defense is combined uh, in all of college basketball. They, no, they haven't been as battle-tested as North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina did beat them in the regular season, but Gonzaga, you know, beat uh, uh, Duke. I mean, they, they lost a close game to Tennessee. They have... They're like eleven and two or twelve and two in quadrant one and two games, like it. They're they're awesome. This is a good basketball team. So here's one of the things that I look at when I'm always picking teams, and, it, and it's it's hurt me the years that like Villanova is going. And, and I know Villanova is a beast. Okay? Yeah. So I never question them, and I know Gonzaga is really good, but I have a hard time picking those teams to win it all because the last time they played top tier elite competition is early in the year in these preseason tournaments. Well, and see, they did but, that two but, years ago, yeah. and they still made it to the national championship game. That's now, right. they lost to North Carolina in that one, True. but... And, 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 and uh, Villanova's won two, what, two out of the last three? Well, I think Villanova's got to play a little bit tougher competition. It, than, it was than substantially Gonzaga. tougher than Gonzaga. Yeah. Substantially. But I just think throughout the season, you just finish the year with a conference tournament that you're going to beat everybody 90 to 60. I mean, every one of these conference tournament games are going to be 30-point games, and then you're going to move into the most important tournament of your life. Yeah. That's that's the only reason why I always struggle to take Gonzaga far. That's that's it. That and I know sense. that logic is flawed because all it takes is one team to do it, and then, all right, that's no longer a thing anymore. Um, but they haven't done it in They forever. haven't done it. And I look at other teams like 
Like other than Nova, nobody else has come from one of these smaller conferences. I don't think that the Big East that Nova's in. I don't think that they're great. I think they're better, no, obviously. It's, I mean, everybody is above five hundred in the league. That, but yeah, but they're not. They're but, not great. They might get two tournament teams in. Well, no, I mean they're going to have more than that. No, but uh, no, they won't. No, 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 no. Oh, absolutely. The Big what East. Are you, yeah, the Big East. Uh, not the. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Big East. The Big East. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna go pull up the uh, the standings. Oh, so, the Big East is we'll, getting more than two. Yeah, Big East is right, so Marquette. I don't think Georgia has a challenge. They're getting Marquette. They're getting Nova. Villanova, Saint John's. Saint John's will get in. Yeah, I mean they're twenty and eight. Yeah, I think so. I mean they got some big wins. Yeah, Saint John's and Georgetown are kind of, I guess, bubble teams. So well, it, so you got Butler, uh, Xavier, Seton Hall. I think Seton Hall gets in. Uh, Georgetown, Saint John's. It's, so I don't know about Georgetown. I think Seton Hall's probably got a better chance than they do. Uh, Butler. I mean they might have missed. They might have missed their shot. They lost to Providence last night. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, they're going to get more well, than now, two. I, I, I make it clear, and we've done this, and I'm sure people are like, this guy doesn't even watch college basketball. Like, I, I'm in on college basketball now. It's yeah. at that point of the year. And and I think I've watched enough and read up enough to be able to catch up. Yeah. I don't know. I might be wrong. I could be real wrong. My, I, I, think, I think they definitely get the first two. St. John's probably gets in. And then I think they get one more. See, I don't know about I that. I think they probably get Seton Hall that. in. Uh, the other team that I like, but I'm kind of scared because they've got two injuries that I don't know what's going on with, is Michigan State. So, no, that would that would have been my second team. So, but it's strictly because I'm going to bet they're a lot like North Carolina outside of the injuries. In they got Izzo, they got some some veterans on that team that have been there for a while that have done it. They probably got a couple lottery yeah. pick guys like. They're built the exact same way. I mean, Michigan State, look, at the reason I don't have Duke, one, I don't think a team that is led by uh, freshmen and a team that shoots poorly from three-point range can win a national championship. I think they will get caught in one of those games. Michigan State. I think Duke's going to go really far. They're going to get caught by a team that's really good. Though. Yeah, like I, I Duke, agree with that. Duke is set up to where they will not get upset by – a, a, a little team. Uh, They're going to get beat by a two seed or a really good three seed. I mean, you don't think a four could beat them? No, nah, I don't. I'd have to see what the fours are. It had to be a slap in the face four. I think Duke is that level good that well, let's, let's they're look just at not going to get caught losing so, the first weekend of, of Bracken the Matrix has got Duke on the one line. Yes. Uh, the four seeds right now, LSU, Kansas, Wisconsin, Maryland. That's what I would got. like to think LSU could do it. I don't know. And I don't think any of those other teams are. I think they beat the hell out of Kansas. Here's, here's your five seeds. Kansas, uh, Florida, Florida State, Kansas State, Iowa State, Nevada. Florida State might if they catch them. I just think, because I think that's Nevada's a, good enough. Just because that's a conference rival and Florida State believes they can hang with them. They play them a couple times a year. Yeah. They're not afraid of them. I mean, Virginia Tech just beat them last night. That's they right. got Virginia, Virginia Tech, Tech just beat them last night. Yeah, it's not a tournament team. Zion's not there. Even with Zion, Florida State was like a three-point away from beating them. Yeah. You know. Now, you're right. So, you're right. I mean, I, I think anytime they play a really good ACC team that they play twice a year already, I think that team might take a chance at beating them. But they have to be lined up in a bracket to where that's how it falls. Here are the three seeds right now. It's Houston, Marquette, Purdue, and Texas Tech. I don't know that no, any of those. None could of beat those them. teams scare me at all. Well, I think, I, I think so. I think Purdue could beat them. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I even I, think Marquette could probably. I beat think them. the first time playing a team 
like Duke, as good as they are, they, they're going to play good fundamentals. They're going to do everything well. And, and if Zion is healthy, the sheer physicality of what he brings is shock and all. I think the first time playing that guy is really hard, which is why I wouldn't be a fr- I, I would think more uh, an ACC team could beat them, but a team that's never seen them before and never stepped on the court, and now you're you're actually feeling what Zion is like. Yeah, that's a good instead point. of just watching on TV. I think that factor is a lot bigger than, and maybe I'm maybe I'm way overvaluing one player. I mean, you, yeah, probably. But I think watching especially the a hi- freshman player. I think watching the highlights of a guy like him is different than actually being on the court and seeing. Oh shit! This guy is a monster. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's definitely that. So he's that's the massive. difference in any of those other teams that are going to be seeing him for the first time. Yeah. Now, I think the big boy schools that I hadn't played him yet, like if he backs up against Kentucky, like I, they might be Kentucky, but it wouldn't shock me if Kentucky beat them. Like your perennial powerhouses, that doesn't shock me at all. A team like Nova that just when they get hot can shoot the lights out. Now, that's a team. They, they got to get hot, though. That could run away. Because, but if they get hot. I mean, if they get not, hot, then yeah, absolutely. You can't stop the three because they just kill it. Over and over and That's over. That's Villanova again. right now on the season is shooting 35.3%. Oh, that's way down. So, that's I guess it. they lost all those guys last year in the draft. Uh, well, no. See, when they went on their, their big winning streak, uh, where they went from 9-4 and four to 19-4, and four, mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, and they, they ended up 20-5, and five, but now they've lost three straight. The reason they've lost three uh, three straight is they, they hadn't been able to shoot. They, okay, so all right. So they, they live and, and die by the pull, three, and they've and been dying. That, that pulled that percentage down then. Yeah, it pulled the percentage down. Uh, I got you. So I brought up Michigan State. Michigan State shooting 38% from three right now. and But they've got two guys out that are, that are really good, to, like awesome guys. Yeah. But, I mean, they haven't needed them. I love them. Like they, they beat Michigan in Ann Arbor on Sunday. Every year I fill a bracket out. I literally just find North Carolina and I find Michigan State. And as long as and not sometimes bracket, it bites you, but sometimes no, it absolutely bites me. But every year I just write them into the Final Four, and then I figure everything else out. Yeah, like I don't. I just find them, and those are the two schools that I just systematically say, I'm in on these coaches. I'm in on their programs, the way they build things, and the way they do things. I'm just Final Four, Final Four. And then I'll figure the rest out. And now I, let me go through the bracket. I am curious uh, if Michigan State is a two seed and Virginia is a one. I wonder if they're going to do it to Virginia again. Because, I mean, how many times has that happened? I mean, it's at least three that I can think of where Virginia was, like, you know, really good, but then he gets matched up with Izzo, and Izzo just knows how to coach against Tony Bennett. But, but he's not playing Izzo until the Final Four. Or until the Elite Eight. Until sorry. the Elite Eight. Elite Eight, sorry. Which, I mean, that would keep Tony Bennett from reaching his first Final Four. Yeah, but, I, I mean, you got to beat that guy. Everybody or or, or at the, least hope that, like, Middle Tennessee or somebody can be. going to be tough. Yeah. Like, when you get to the Elite Eight, that's it. Like, that's that's it. Yeah. No, you're right. You, everybody playing should be good. Now, there might be one Cinderella that you can be like, all right, I got an eight seed. Let's go. Hey, I got let's, a substantial advantage. But... I'll tell you this. I, I would almost guarantee that Virginia does not lose to a 16 seed. Oh no, this that year. won't that won't happen. They, they're I better think, offensively than they were last year. I know that from watching just a week and a half of basketball. No, they're significantly. They're better. way better. They're yeah. way better at scoring. They're, they're really, 
This is a really good basketball team. I I think this is the year that they have a shot to win, and I wouldn't pick them. I don't think you're going to get good odds. You're not going to get the the you no. Know, they're, I mean, they're they're, they're number they're one at Ken Palm yeah. for a reason. They're not going to pay out as well. I think picking North Carolina pays out pretty damn well. I think picking Michigan State will pay out pretty damn well. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that. And I, I like the way those teams are put together. Yeah, I'm I'm probably okay. So so right now we're looking at. Uh, Gonzaga, North Carolina, and Michigan State. That's that's the three that we that we feel comfortable with. Right I'm now. In, I'm in. I'm all in on. But like I said, that's how I fill every bracket out I've ever filled out in my life. If I mean, you look back sense. at every bracket I've ever sent you, Michigan State, North Which, Carolina. We're we're only they, a couple of weeks away from the wives having to come up here and and talk a little bit. That's good. That's all right. Whew. We we got to win this year. We we one of like, us got to go. The so for those that are new to the show, the wives against the husbands is an annual thing that we do with the NCAA tournament. And the wives have beaten us both of the last two years, which is crazy. They, they know nothing about it. They pick based on colors and I like this team name better and that, and, and they beat our asses, man. Yeah. It's not even close. Like, usually. My, my wife has won the whole thing the last two years and I never hear the end of it. So I, I even brought up, so I was watching college basketball over the weekend. I mean, I watch it every night. And I was at like, hey, you want to watch a little? Nope, I can't watch anything. I feel like it's going to hurt my mojo. And I said, so you don't want to know anything about? Nope, nope. It's bad luck for me to even watch. I'm like, you don't want to watch a game. Like two teams that aren't going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like let's let's just watch let's watch two teams that aren't going to make the tournament. I mean, I was like, watching Memphis like the, and the Temple. Memphis. I was just about to say, let's watch the Memphis game. And They're not going to make the tournament. But nope, she wants nothing to do with it. That's all right. She was like, I don't want to watch it. It's not that I don't want to watch. It is, I'm going to beat your ass without knowing a single thing. Cocky, I like it. I was like, I'm going to win. It's getting chesty. I'm going to win this year because I know what's up. Of course, I thought that the last two years too, but either way. You are the far and away the most informed of us all. You you know who could could really surprise some teams this year? Who? Houston. I, 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 I mean, they're 24, 25. Outside of watching one. some Memphis games, I haven't kept up with the American. I'm pretty Let's, much, when I'm getting in basketball mode, it's I'm watching the big boys play and I'm watching highlights of everybody else. Houston is, let's see, I'm going to pull them up. Because they, I mean, they beat the brakes off of East Carolina tonight. Da, 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 where, did, where did Houston go? Well, I lost them. Sort by the American. That's uh, uh there we go. Ninety nine to sixty five at Ooh. East Carolina tonight. They're ranked number eight in the AP poll right now. Houston is twenty seven and one. That doesn't happen in college basketball. And and the only hey, game they that were they really lost. good last year. Yeah. yeah, I mean they made a run last year. Oh, I mean they they got beat on a last second shot by Michigan. Yeah. And so they they had a shot. Though? They uh. It was. Uh, Sweet the second 16? weekend. Yeah, it was the second weekend. Was it the second weekend? That's Sweet Sixteen. No, 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 no. It was the first weekend. It was uh, it they was around the thirty-two. I think so. They were a they six were, seed. I remember they, they were one of the there. most athletic team. Man, I thought they made it. A, I thought they made a run. Who made a run last year? I won't be able to find that right now. I mean, Loyola Chicago did. No, that's not them. I know that. But here, twenty eighteen NCAA tournament. While we're while we're is, pulling this stuff is up, riveting YouTube channel. Oh, I'm sure it is. But you know, I'm I'm just, just pull that bracket out. There Let's was see. there was two really athletic teams at one point in time that made it real far that were – not that they were low seeds. Like, one of them was a three seed or something. They weren't bad. 
Um, I mean, Kansas State. Let's get a picture of the damn bracket. Well, that's what I'm looking for. There we go. There we go. Uh, So, Kansas State got to the Elite Eight. Nah, that's not who I was thinking. Uh, Nevada. Nah, that's not that. I mean, they made it to the Sweet 16. Let's see. Xavier got – Florida State made it to the Elite Eight. That's probably who you're thinking. I would imagine. Yeah, it was the second was It was Houston. Who got beat by Michigan in the second game or in the second round. That's right. Texas A&M made it to the Sweet 16. And they actually beat the brakes off North Carolina. You remember that? Yes. I we do. were both super surprised by that. Uh, let's see. Who else made a run last year? Villanova, of course. Texas Tech actually did really well. That was it. That was Texas it. Texas Tech, super Damn. athletic. The Texas Tech-Purdue game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they beat them 78-65 last year. Yes, that was it. That's the game I was thinking of. And then what else we got? Kansas and Clemson. Clemson made it all the way to Sweet 16 last year. Yeah. They may miss the tournament this year. Hmm. Um, Syracuse made it to the elite or to the uh, Sweet Sixteen, and so they got beat by Duke. But uh, but they beat Michigan State early because Michigan State could not hit threes. That's it. Michigan State just yep. So Syracuse is a bad matchup for anybody, man. That's Nobody right. wants to deal with that. All right, as always, shows brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six awesome sports books. You can find more information on them at tunicatravel.com. You can find more information about us at winningcureseverything.com. Come and hang out with us. We're going to be at Samstown March 21st, March 22nd, the first two days of the NCAA tournament. We'll be down there broadcasting live at 10 a.m., so from 10 to 11. And then we're watching basketball all day long in the sports book. They got good drink deals. They got good food deals. And the food and beverages are really good down there. They got nice people. The Everything about that place is awesome. So come out to Samstown. Hang out with us. We're spending the night down there. Get your room. Come hang out with us. We're looking forward to it. We hope we will see you guys out. Let's talk college football Heisman Trophy odds. All right. It's brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They have got six awesome sports books. You guys know the deal. Go over to tunicatravel.com to find more information on them. We will be at Samstown on March 21st and March 22nd. That's a Thursday and a Friday. The first two days of the NCAA tournament. We're broadcasting live at 10 a.m. each day, and then we're going to do it again before the afternoon slate of games. Both days, we're staying the night at Samstown on Thursday night. We want you guys to come and hang out with us. Get your room. Come and hang out. We're going to be at the Sportsbook all day watching basketball, putting money on some games. It's going to be a good time. We might go down and get us a steak at some point. You know, we'll see how that goes, whatever, because we, we'll have to eat at some point. Got to eat. But, uh, but honestly, the food that's inside the sports book, it's good. Really good. Yeah. Really good and really good deals on them, really good uh, beverage deals. I mean, you get a domestic beer for two bucks. Like, it's a, you just come and hang out all day with us. Samstown, March 21st, March 22nd. We got an RSVP thing on the Facebook. Go on and knock that thing out. Tell us you're coming. We would love to see you there. Let's talk about Heisman Trophy odds because you can bet on this while you're Sam Sam with us. We're a long way from this. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. This is from the Superbook at the Westgate in Las Vegas. Okay. These came out on February 26th. We're recording on Wednesday night, February 27th. Let's talk about some names on this. Uh, the top five right now. Tua, he is the favorite. Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts. Justin Fields, Adrian Martinez from Nebraska. Now, that's a little surprising, I think. Yes. Uh, after that, they got Jonathan Taylor. They got Jerry Judy from Alabama at 30-1. to 1. Jonathan Taylor's at 15-1. to 1. 
By the way, here's the the numbers on these. Tua is uh, is five to two, so two and a half to one. Trevor Lawrence three to one. Jalen Hurts is six to one uh, at Oklahoma now, not Alabama. Justin Fields at Ohio State, not Georgia. That he is six to one. Adrian Martinez at Nebraska is also six to one, which again doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I don't think Nebraska is going to be very good. But I mean, he could put up some crazy numbers in Scott Frost's offense. Yeah, true. Okay. So long as he doesn't get hurt again, but. You know, we'll just see. Uh, Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin is fifteen to one. Jerry Judy thirty to one. Alan Bowman from Texas Tech with a new head coach and not a ton of talent around him. They've got him at forty to one in a completely new system. I mean, wasn't the whole purpose of making the changes we want to get away from the air raid? Yeah. So we think they're going to run a new offensive system that's going to be more. Efficient and don't you wish you could big fade? Numbers produ- yes, there's multiple people on here I would fade. All right, now what about Justin Herbert, Oregon? Uh, they got no, him would, thirty to one. I wouldn't fade him at thirty to one. I actually like those. I think those. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. I think he can put up big numbers there. Nobody scares me in the Pac-12 if he makes if they make a run and they're greatly improved. Does Oregon play anybody that one? is non-conference? Like, I don't know. I don't. What's their non-conference look like? Well, that's what I was going to bring up, but I, I can't get my stuff to work. Uh, Oregon 2019 football schedule. Uh, I don't know about – I mean, they, they play nine conference games, right? Well, yes, they have to play – oh, you said they play nine or non? Nine. Oh, I don't know that. I'd say, yes, they have to play non-conference games. Oh, here we go. Oh. Open up against Woo. Auburn in Arlington, Texas. Woo. I didn't know that. That's a, that could be fun. That. that could that could easily set him up. Yeah. To say, hey, watch out! I'm about to have a year. Uh, but see, here's okay. So here's the the problem. Uh, they got Nevada. They got Montana. Whatever they could, yeah. if they beat Auburn, they open up the Reno. Then they play at Stanford. Okay. They got a bye week. Then they play Cal, Colorado, at Washington. And then Washington State and at USC before another bye week, and then they've got Arizona at Arizona State, and then Oregon State. Well, that's a conference. That's well, a yeah, conference. That's a, but but the uh, the away games are at Arizona State, always tough. At USC, we'll see. I mean, obviously USC's got talent, but you know we'll see. And then at Washington and at Stanford, that is a tough slate. Well, yes, at Washington and at Stanford, I do believe to be tough. Not that USC can't beat them. And now that USC won't be much improved, but Oregon Oregon's a better team right now. Oregon's a better program right now. They just they're just better than them. I mean, I, I agree with you. So it's not that they can't win those games, but but you know you can't go into this saying that scares me. That's who they got to play. They got to play their conference. All right. So Justin Herbert, I don't mind. I, I like. That. I mean, that's pretty good odds. Thirty to one. Yeah, thirty to one. Uh, JT Daniels from USC. Not a fan nope. of that one. That's Wouldn't too tough. That. Uh, Jake Fromm from Georgia at forty to one. I, I maybe, but they run the I, ball just too damn much. I I find this well that that might change because they got a new offensive coordinator. You know they lost Jim Chaney to Tennessee, so that could end up changing. Uh, I am curious. I mean, they've got Justin Fields at Ohio State at six to one, but then they got Fromm all the way back at forty to one. That's Ohio State bias. Well, agreed, but. Man, I mean, from beat out Ohio. Like, Ohio State quarterback is always going to be in the running for the Heisman. I mean, you got a point. No matter what happens, that's just going to happen. Uh, AJ Dillon from Boston College, 
I don't think uh, that's going to hold water too long. Travis Etienne from Clemson. I do think he'll put up big numbers. Yeah. I don't think it's going to hold water too long. No, I think you're probably right. Travis Etienne from Clemson. If te- uh, Sam Ellinger from – these are all guys that are 40 to 1, by the way. Sam Ellinger from uh, from Texas. Okay. Uh if te- I mean Texas has got one of those big time brands, if they come out, if they beat LSU at home in week two, you know, he's got a legit chance of being, I guess, famous enough to win this award. Are there any non quarterbacks that you like? That you actively like? I'm glad you asked that question. Here's the deal. Of the last eighteen seasons, sixteen out of eighteen Correct. were quarterbacks. It's a quarterback. Like it's a quarterback right award. Now. So if there's running backs on here, I don't know that I necessarily like. But them. is there any running back on here that you do like? Let's let's say you have to pick one of the one of the non quarterbacks to win this thing. Who do you like with the odds you get? Um, that's a great question. I wish I'd thought about it harder. Uh, Najee Harris from Alabama. Uh, Josh Jacobs is gone. Damon Harris is gone. It's going to be the Najee show. He's at eighty to one. Yeah, but Alabama's always going to run. But but three, Tua, what well, Tua is probably going to be. Well, that's it. But the, they're always the going to run three, four guys. Uh, DeAndre Swift. You think, you think a Wisconsin running back? Can, I mean, I mean, remember? That. No, there's no chance that Jonathan Taylor. Like Ron Dane won it back in '96, but like he set all kind of NCAA records. All that people don't look at stats as much nowadays because offenses are built to score more so than they were back then. Ron Dane was just a different kind of beast. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, it, I don't think it would matter what kind of numbers he puts up. I don't think Wisconsin's going to be that good. But if if they were, they, he could win it. Wisconsin would have to be like 11-1 and one going wow. into the Big Ten championship game. Because it is... It if is, he averages 150 yards a game... Yeah, but at that point, everybody wants to know why it's not 200. You know, I, I don't think... Like he would need to average more than 150 That's just to insane. just to break 2,000, and and he's broken 2,000 what two straight years? Yeah. So, you know, I I don't think that Jonathan Taylor has a puncher's chance okay. to get this thing. I could be wrong, but I don't think he does. Uh, I mean, who do you like here? I mean, I I like. I think DeAndre Swift, as long as he's not hurt, could be. Uh, if Purdue comes out and shocks I, everybody I, the way Louisville did a couple yeah. years ago, Rondale Moore could absolutely go at fifty-one. I would, I would, I like Moore. Um, I don't like Swift. He shares the ball too much. Um, yeah, but who's not, he going to share with this year? Holyfield. No, Holyfield's gone. Holyfield's not gone. Holyfield. Holyfield just, entered the NFL draft. Did he really? Yeah. I thought Holyfield was just a sophomore last year. Let's see, Elijah Holyfield. Yeah, Elijah Holyfield declares for NFL draft. Oh, was he a redshirt so, sophomore? Uh, I think so. Oh, then that's why. I thought he was. I'm pretty sure he was a sophomore. I think he's a redshirt sophomore. Okay, so he was. All right, that's where I messed up that. Yep. Um, Ian Book definitely doesn't surprise me. If oh, no, he was a junior. Good. Sorry, junior. Okay. So either way, but Ian Book, Ian Book would be on here just with the where was he at? He's pretty far down here. You get really good right odds. There, right 60 there, sixty to one. Sixty to one. A Notre Dame guy, if. Back-to-back years at Notre Dame, puts up big numbers. Goes undefeated. Goes undefeated again. I think it's going to be really hard to keep him off of it, and you're getting 60-1 to odds. Uh, Shea Patterson at Michigan, 100-1. to It would have to depend on what the offense is doing. My problem is I don't think they're going to run an offense that's going to make him look good. No. Jacob Eason at Washington. Yep. 
I like that. That's uh, that's a hundred to one. That's a, well, I like it because yeah. it's a hundred to one. Yeah, it's not not that because I think we he's think that it. he can win but it. Yeah, but yeah, if he wins it, man, you get paid, and I like him a lot. Um, uh, who's the other guy on here? Oh, guy died dead last on thing. Bo Nix. We haven't seen him play a college football game. We don't know anything about him. But he is. I just like, believe in Gus Malzahn. I mean, I've we, seen Gus Malzahn take nobodies, nobodies. Yeah. And, and that offensive brain of his just does weird shit with them. The, the only issue with that is when Gus is really on, he really likes running the football. Yeah, he does. And that's the only thing that would take it away. But um, I, I don't know anything about Bo Nix. I, I, I haven't seen him play a game. I just you're getting hundred to one odds. These are long you, shot dudes. You got Khalil Tate at a hundred to one. You got Jake Bentley at a hundred to one. But then you got Felipe Franks at two hundred to one. Jalen Waddle from Alabama at two hundred to one. Joe Burrow from LSU, two hundred to one. Uh, Keaton Thompson from Mississippi State, two hundred to one. Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, David Summers from Syracuse. There, there like, are. That who maybe that's a hundred to one too. That's there are a couple. There are a couple hundred to one guys that I might throw some cheese on just to see um, if they hit lightning in a bottle. Yeah, and that's I mean that's I mean a little. Have I mean, you're, you're trying to hit a lottery ticket here, okay? Yeah, you're not. You're not. I'm not ever gonna bet this early in a season uh, to a you know five to two. Like, yeah. like there's a really good chance that you know before week ten I could still get two at five to two. Yeah. Why would I bet it today when a million things could happen? Well, Jalen Hurts at six to one. I mean, you you get Oklahoma to come out and and play a close game with Houston. That number is going to go up, and that number will be you know twenty to one. That's right. That number will go way. And up. then you can obviously play better on that. But they're, now, they're at no point in time will Eason or um, oh, who was that? Who was Syracuse? Where where they go? David Summers. Right there. Hundred to one. Hundred to one. David Summers. Eason, they're, after their first college game, if they have the game we think they're going to have, same thing with Bo Nix and and uh, oh, and and even the same thing with uh, with Ian Book at sixty to one. After their first game, these numbers are going to go down. Well, unless, so long as they so unless they, they look like crap. Uh, Washington, I mean, remember they don't have like last year they played Oregon, not Oregon, they played Auburn. Auburn. Um. Let's see. Football schedules. So, 2019 Washington, I don't think they're playing a, a big non-conference team. They play Eastern Washington. Uh, then they play California at home. They play Hawaii at home. And they play at BYU. Do they have a, a good non-conference game later in the season? No. They got nothing. Okay. So, they just, just don't play one. They play a bunch of cup games. Well, so and that's, that's what they – I mean, remember that was the big thing. That, yeah, that's uh, right. It, it was a big problem between Chris Peterson and ESPN. That's right. About them putting cupcakes on the on the sideline. Yeah. Yeah, it was – I mean, that's that's what happens. So, they play at Stanford, at Arizona, at Oregon State, and at Colorado this year. Like, if this would be a good year for Washington to uh, yeah. to go undefeated. Just just toss that out there. And if they do, if Jacob Eason is You got awesome, him at 100-1, then... to one, and if Chris Peterson – Designs an offense for a guy that's a blue chip type quarterback. I mean, anything could happen. These are lottery tickets. Yeah. But I'm I'm never going to be a guy that early on going to ever bet a favorite this early because those odds aren't going to change a lot. No, no, you're right. They're just not. Um, thirteen out of the last eighteen 
have used a red shirt. Now, it, that can be in a transfer. That can be all kind of I different stuff. I was about stuff. to say, so many of those things could happen. I don't know how much I can read it. But if you're, if you're looking at quarterbacks or whatever that have redshirted, uh, I mean, who's had to sit out a season? That, did Justin Herbert was he a? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to follow that trend. That might that might be what has happened, but I don't know that I'm going to follow that trend. I mean, Kyler Baker, Lamar Jackson, all of them were red shirts. Shocking to me that Lamar was a red shirt. That's who was playing quarterback at Louisville that was keeping that guy off the field. I mean, you you got a point there. You got a real good point there. Uh, the I don't know two, who would be. The other two are at a were at a premier school, and the quarterback before them went into the NFL. Jake Bentley didn't redshirt. No, Joe Burrow did, did not redshirt. Joe Burrow's not winning this thing. Uh, Austin Kendall, he uh, did he red, he redshirted, didn't he? He's a redshirt senior. He's a redshirt senior. So He's West a, Virginia, I mean that's that's ooh, a possibility. When's the last time a senior's won this thing? That's a really good question. I bet that hadn't happened in a long time. I might be wrong, and it could have happened like three years ago, and I just didn't remember it. Let's see. Heisman Trophy winners, and we'll pull it up right now. Oh, was Baker a senior? Baker was a senior. Yeah, he sure Never was, mind. That was dumb. I, yeah, he was I, I literally forgot the guy that won it last year or the year before. Sorry. So, I mean, here's, here's our list. Um, you got Kyler last year. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, uh, yeah, because Lamar was a, a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, then Derrick Henry, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston. Before Winston Baker, was it was a, a while before he had a senior. Let's see. Baker's before Baker, it was Troy Smith in 2006. Ohio State. And before that, it was mainly a senior award. It was 2003. Yeah, it was all seniors then. 2003, Jason White, Carson Palmer year before that, Eric Crouch, Chris Winkie, Ron Dane, Ricky Williams. uh, Charles Woodson beat out uh, Peyton Peyton Manning. Manning. That's the biggest sham of all of college football. All right, so go on and come meet us March 21st, March 22nd down to Samstown. Get your bets in for the Heisman Trophy. You can take a lottery ticket. It's a little early. But, I mean, you put five bucks down on 101. It's never too early to take a lottery ticket. Yeah. I mean, you're right about that. You just got to keep up with the ticket. Exactly. That's that's the way it goes. Uh, <laughs> anybody else surprise you on here? I mean, Kellen Mond from Texas A&M, if they end up beating. Uh, if if they if they finish the season 10-2. Like ten, or 11-1. Or oh, that, I don't see that happening. If they finish the season 10-2, Kellen Mond is absolutely a Heisman draw. That schedule is freaking brutal. At Clemson, at Georgia, at, at LSU, LSU, and Bam Alabama at home. home. And Auburn at home. Yeah. Like, that, that's five games that nobody wants to play. No, you're right about that. Usually most teams have two of those a year. Well, I mean, and, and they still got South Carolina before Georgia. That's right. South like Carolina it, ain't going to be no you never, you never know what move, uh, what Muschamp's going to do. Coach Boom. All right, as always, like I said, come on down to Samstown, March 21st, March 22nd. Down in Tunica, Mississippi, we are going to be watching the NCAA tournament. You can get your Heisman Trophy bets in there. Uh, the show brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, South Premier Sports Gambling Destination. They've got six awesome sports books. Find more information on them at tunicatravel.com. You can find more information about us at winningcureseverything.com. Let's talk about party schools, Chris. 
Okay. I am excited about this uh, show. Always brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six awesome sports books. You can find more uh, information at tunicatravel.com. We're going to be down there March 21st, March 22nd. Speaking of partying, by the way, uh, since we're discussing partying schools, we're going to be partying at the Samstown Sportsbook March 21st, March 22nd. That's a Thursday and Friday, the first two days of the NCAA tournament. I could not be more excited about this. Uh, you and I will be broadcasting live at 10 a.m. We're going to do about a 45-minute to an hour pregame show before the NCAA tournament kicks off both days around 11. Um, and then we're going to broadcast again before the afternoon slate. But you and I will be there in the sports book, hanging out, watching basketball, betting on games all day long. We want you guys to come and hang out with us. It's free to get in. Drink specials all day. Food specials all day. And the food's really good. Yeah, it's going to be good. Really good. It's going to be fun. Domestic beer, us. by the way, only $2. Yeah. And you get like a, a bucket for dirt cheap. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. So, so literally, you can come hang out, drink, watch basketball, gamble on games with us all day long. And Samstown has rooms. We're going to be in rooms. Come hang out. Let's do something. Let's do it. Let's talk about party schools for 2019 via niche.com n-i-c-h-e.com okay. maybe that's niche I guess if you're fancy. north of the Mason-Dixon fancy uh, if, if you're fancy it's niche Go on, I'm gonna learn if you're uh, if I'm you gonna didn't learn most good, of the places that we're gonna talk about call it niche probably probably no alright let's where from. here is and, and I'm gonna give you what this is based on. Okay. All right. So this is how it is weighted. So we got parameters. We got rules. Seventy percent of it is student surveys. Okay. Ten percent is access to bars from campus. Okay. Seven point five percent is athletics grade. So how successful the athletics teams are. That's that has I, nothing to do with a party of a school. But okay. Uh, I mean, it should though, because like you you celebrate more after the win, right? All right, uh, 7.5% is Greek life grade. Okay. So that kind of makes sense. Like if, if you got yep. the Phi Kappa Mau Mau's yeah. uh, <laughs> celebrating after a big win or something like that, that's going to mean okay. a lot. And then finally, access to restaurants counts as 5%. So restaurants, not exactly where you want to go party, but I guess it depends on the restaurant. Like I'd party at Hooters, All right. Twin Peaks. Let's go. Something like that. Like that's, that's my party. I enjoy the eye candy, man. I can't help it. I love women. Love women. You can ask my wife. Right. Uh, <laughs> number one. So what we got? Number one is Tulane. Okay. Did that New surprise Orleans? you? No. No? Okay. New Orleans, baby. Let's do, let's do five at a time. All right. And then we will take one out if we need to. Okay. Um, number two, Georgia. Okay. That kind of makes sense, right? Number three, West Virginia. That's about all they got to do up there in Morgantown. Let's just keep reading. Four, Wisconsin. Okay. Number five, Howard. Where is Howard? Washington, D.C. Okay. HBCU. All right. All right. Okay, now I'm good. I'm good now. Um, And, I mean, that Howard is – that's a good school. Yep. That's a good school. Smart, smart kids. Uh, any that you think should maybe not be top five? I'm thinking of – Bars, places to party, Greek life, et Greek life. Wisconsin is obviously there. Like oh, absolutely. And and Tulane, I, same I think thing. I think Georgia has definitely got to be there. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been to Athens. 
have no idea. Athens throws down. Okay. They I've, throw I've down. never been. I've heard it's uh, beautiful. West Virginia. But, but I haven't heard that it's party town. I've just heard it's West beautiful. Virginia, a lot of bonfires, a lot yeah, of uh, a lot of country West, boys thrown down. I know West Virginia likes to set stuff on fire. Is that a party? Or is that just like maybe I just don't I just don't party like that. Yeah, you just don't party like it's a lot different. Like it's, I like a bonfire like in a field. But not I mean, there's like, a lot of fields around there. Not too, like man. in the, but that's not where they set shit on fire. <laughs> like I've been to Morgantown after a loss when I used to work up in Steubenville, Ohio. Listen, that's not where they set stuff on fire on no, the fields. It's in they the middle do, of the street. They streets. do it in the middle of a street of like a big, like a busy street that's like a small street where like houses are really close together. Yeah, that makes sense. It's usually a car or a couch or something that you would normally not set on fire. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's do number six through ten. Uh, number six, Illinois. Okay. In Champaign. Champaign. All right. Number seven, Indiana. Bloomington. I did not think would be. I would not have thought of either uh, of these two. Alabama. Number eight, okay. Tuscaloosa. They're, they're getting a lot of a lot of good at sports pub. Um, well, and see, that's only seven point five percent of it. So, like, ten percent access to bars. Oh yeah, there's, there's a ton of there's a ton yeah, of bars. There's right bars right there. there. Um, student surveys, like obviously, kids down there love it. And so. Uh, and they're not from there. Like it, I mean, eighty percent of the University of Alabama students are not from Alabama. So, uh, I, I would imagine they enjoy the Southern hospitality. Florida State number nine. I just okay. I, it's they've always been a big party school, and I just don't get it. But that's okay. Number ten, Texas. That doesn't shock me. Austin's 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 big, like unbelievable. Like two lanes in the best city, but they're a small school. Yeah, like. Now you have monster school in monster party town. Yeah. That makes sense. It, it, it explains why they would sense. be in top 10. Uh, Illinois, Indiana. That shocks me. But those I've never, two I was surprised. I, it's hard to judge. I've never been to either of those places. I've driven through them. I've driven through I've Champaign. I've stopped there. I have Not been to gas. Bloomington. Nope, never. Um, Bloomington, like I could, I could see it. it. It could be amazing. It could be awesome. I have no idea. I mean, if, if you're I from there, this, we would I love would, for you to, to I publish. would not expect it. Let's say that. Yeah. If I make any list of what my, you know, small little brain can, can comprehend, they wouldn't have made my list. Neither would have Howard, but probably eight. Like, I would have thought of some school in the D.C. area because yeah. that's a pretty rocking area. Oh yeah, I mean Georgetown yeah. or uh, I would have probably given somebody George doesn't Washington des- doesn't deserve the credit. The the you know maybe not an elite school maybe like American is American elite? Yeah, yeah, American Conference. Okay, yeah. not the American Conference. Oh no, there's there's American University. There's yeah. American University. Are yeah, that, are that like a, a smart kid school or just like oh I, all those kids schools are no that's smart. that's a that's a smart school. Well yeah, all of them in D.C. are smart yeah. kid schools. I need to find a state school in D.C. That's going to be your party school. Is there a state school in I don't D.C.? Know. I guess not. They're not a state. Yeah, I mean that's. I think they're all pretty. Like, aren't Elitist? they all private? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Is George Washington private? I would not have gotten into any of them. No. All right. Let's uh, let's do eleven through fifteen. Uh, and number eleven, Iowa. That, shock that me doesn't at shock all. me at they, all. They, yeah, they, they, they're a perennial powerhouse here. Number twelve, SMU. Okay, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, but like, that's a good bar scene. I mean, it's yeah, but it's SMU. It's like a Christian school. It doesn't matter, it's, man. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm gonna offend some people. It's a Methodist school, brother. 
That's if you're going to go to a Christian school, you want to go to the Methodist school. Let me you tell you that. In my, <laughs> in my limited knowledge of, of the churches, you want to go to the Methodist school. Uh, number 13, Cal. So I know Man, I just, out at Berkeley. I just, I just upset a lot of people. I think you're going to be just fine. Okay. I think they're fine. Uh, number 13, Cal. Berkeley. So Berkeley, I, okay. I wonder if some of this has more to do with uh, the ganj as opposed nah, to the alcohol. We live in a world now where anybody can get pot. I bet they don't even have the best pot out there. So You don't think in Berkeley they got good pot? Oh, it's probably good. I'm not saying it's trash. I but, bet they got like amazing ganja. I I just enjoy saying ganja on the on the microphone. It's kind of fun. Uh, Number fourteen, Miami, Miami, Florida. See, I'm going to disagree with that one. Miami is an awesome city. It's a party city. I and I know that their campus is pretty close to the beach. Man, I just I I've seen a lot. I don't know. I could be dead wrong. Sure. I don't think they can throw down as hard in Miami as as well. Number fifteen, Penn State. Right, I could see Penn State, Wisconsin. It's just a you know, really, was, it's a big shame that LSU is not on this list. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, who belongs on this? The, the two schools that everybody unanimously think of when you think of oh, these guys are coming to town. We got to stock up on the booze. Is LSU and Wisconsin? Yeah, that's that's the that's the list. In and there's a there's a separation between them and everybody else. And I'm just, I'm just really shocked that they didn't. I'm not saying they've got to be the number one. I'm not saying they got to win it all. I'm not saying any of that. They got to make the top fifteen list, okay? Yeah, I do agree with that. Now, in saying that, Baton Rouge is a capital city, okay? It's not a college town, party town city. So, I mean, while you have plenty of bars and plenty of places to go, it it, it just might not be the same the way they're working the criteria. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what? The Cal thing it was actually... See, okay. This is... Whoever listed this out was dead wrong because I actually just looked at the website. Um, it was Cal Santa Barbara. All right. I'll and then you... Miami was actually Miami, Ohio. Not now Miami, that, Florida. Right. You give me a Midwestern town where there ain't nothing else to do? In Miami, Ohio, I could 100% yeah, see on this. That's what I'm saying. The same uh, thing. Same thing. I mean, that's why I was there. I mean, that's it. Here is it. So it, it actually goes through the top 25. Uh, number 16 is Ohio in Athens, Ohio. I could see that. Uh, University of Mississippi, number yep, 17. Ole so Ole, Ole Miss. There. South Carolina. Nope. Southern Cal. I would not have guessed that. I would not have guessed you, that. Yeah, I'm not going to put an LA town in this. It's just not happening. Uh, Syracuse at 19. Yeah, I'd have given you that. Kansas at 20. That shocks me. That shocks you? Yeah. Kansas? I just don't know who's throwing down at Kansas. Am I wrong? I've never been there. There's a lot of corn in Kansas, right? I've never been there. Look, I didn't think Illinois and Indiana would be there either. Well, I mean, think of it. So, like, Kansas, a lot of corn, a lot of corn whiskey. No, no, they're not making, listen. Nobody moonshining in Kansas. There might be some people moonshining in Kansas, but that's a that's a Tennessee, that's a Kentucky, that's yeah, a West no, Virginia. You're, thing. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Uh, Clark University in Atlanta, I could a hundred percent see that. Yeah, yeah. So, some school in Atlanta is going to make this list. That's it. Well, HBCU oh, again. Now, like, I'm looking at the next one on there. University of Missouri at freaking 22. Missouri. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of stories about about Columbia. They throw down it's in Columbia. Disappointing. Uh, number twenty three, LSU. Yeah, all right. Twenty four, Penn. 
University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's fine. I'm good with that. Uh, number 25, San Diego State. Well, that no question on that. I, I will tell you this. If I could if I could do life over and I was just going to get balls deep in student loan debt, I would have just gone to San Diego State. Why? Well, just to go out there? San, San Diego is, is, the, is the single best city in the country to me. It is. I mean, it's a beautiful place. It's amazing. It's paradise. I don't know anything about the campus. I never went by the college at all. Didn't know they had – I knew they had one. Didn't seek it out. I'm going to tell you this. I could live in San Diego. And, and oh, you got to go to school? I'll go to school. It took me seven and a half years to get a degree. That's fine. That's okay. Like, I'll just keep going into debt just, so I'm long just, as I can I'm, live in San Diego. That's right. I'm here. I'm here. I mean, if, if you get networked up I, good. Then... I work under the affiliation that we're all day-to-day. Take her down. Cash in, blow it off. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, that's going to wrap up today's show. Uh, Way too many schools above LSU. Yeah. Was that, a, that is not the homer in me. That's just the way. No, nah, that's ask, these these people. As visiting towns, well, see, when their fans seven, come into town, who parties the hardest? Not at home, but who comes to your house and drinks you out of booze? It's Wisconsin and, and it's LSU. LSU. Those are the two that other fans are like, we got to restock. Well, I know we restock last. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Get more. Just get well, more. See, I mean, these, again, these are based on 70% student surveys, 10% access to bars, 7.5% athletics, 7.5%. So the student surveys, like, these are places where the students think they party really hard then. If I that's guess 70% so. yeah. And I'm going to bet LSU guys are like, this ain't partying. This is Tuesday like, yeah, night. Yeah, like we don't it's really. Tuesday night. I'm good. Like, yeah. I, I only got, had a 12 pack. I got, like, a, I got a test tomorrow. Yeah, I polished off a case of Natty Light. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't drink a bottle of vodka tonight. I got, I got a test tomorrow. Man, so wait, while we're on this, uh, I went somewhere. Uh, I went to some restaurant, like decent, nice kind of restaurant. Here? In Memphis? Olive Branch. Oh, in Olive Branch. In okay. Olive Branch, Mississippi. And the only. Bottle beer that they had was PBR. And you don't know where this dude just don't want to say the name. Well, I, I'm, I'm very okay. Curious. So it was the Wolf, you don't have to it, say no, no, it's Wolf River Brisket Company. Okay, and they've got like draft beer like for they don't days. Have any other bottles? The only bottled beer they have is PBR. That's weird. I thought the same thing. I said that's really the only. And the way I went said, there yeah. once, I really liked the brisket. It was really expensive for barbecue. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on what you feel like getting. Uh, the burn-ins were great, that, I thought. No, it's, it's really good. Um, it's really good. It The the uh, seasoned mac and cheese or whatever was fantastic. The bacon jam and pimento cheese sandwich that uh, my wife got was great. I spent $70 uh, at lunch for me and another guy. Whew, yeah, so you tossing down some. No, that was, that was, no, that was, we're not going, that was really good. I'm probably not going to go back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Sure, it was good. So, for, for what we got, price was reasonable. PBR is the only bottle beer. The I'm, only yeah, bottle beer. I'm not okay with that. I agree. I was like, you know, you don't have Bud Light. You don't have local brews. Just, you don't yeah. have, well, I don't care about it. Yeah. But yeah. You know, whatever. Give me, like give, it, me, give me your standard domestic bottles. Yeah. There's no reason to not have Bud Light, Miller Light, Budweiser, Coors. Coors, Coors yeah. Light. Like, there's just no reason to not have those in bottles. And, and yet, you do have... PBR. That's weird, right? Now, I could see it down in college towns, right? Like PBR, Natty Light, you know, whatever. Steel Reserve. (laughs) 
What's the most disgusting beer that you ever got drunk off of? Uh, none. I would not. I would not say because I even even when I was broken poor. I, well, a the only beers that I would really get drunk off of when I was broken poor are like Natty Light, Keystone Light, Bush Light, and they're not disgusting. They just taste like water. They just don't have, yeah. They just don't have a flavor. You, you know, whatever. Um, if something was gross, I'm just that way. And I've always been that way. If something's disgusting me. I'm just not going to drink it anymore. I so, got so nothing will get me drunk if it's disgusting. Nothing. I got hammered off of a thirty pack. Uh, and I didn't drink all 30. I probably drank 20-something of them. Okay. But uh, you remember the beer called Beer 30 that you could get at, like, Walgreens or something? I was over in West Memphis, Arkansas. I stopped at the Walgreens. They had Beer 30, and it was a 30-pack for, like, $8. And we went out to the river and got hammered. But that was the most disgusting beer. So so I will tell you the happiest, the, the point of my life where I felt like I'm going to be okay. Like financially, like I ain't, I ain't got everything, but I got enough. Is I'm sitting, we used to go to this bar, we used to watch Monday Night Football there, me and a buddy, and they did buckets, beer, whatever. A guy comes in, and I am not, just not a shot at anybody, I'm just not a Miller Lite fan. I just, I just don't like it. I, Bud Light, Coors Light, I'll drink. I think they taste virtually the same. Miller Lite tastes drastically different. I don't like it. And so we got our bucket, we're almost out. A guy comes in, he gets a bucket in the middle of the light. He drinks one beer. He gets a phone call. He's like, I got to go give these to whoever. And we're sitting next to him, and the bartender looks at us like, you guys want that? And I was like, nah, give me another bucket of Coors Light. <laughs> and my buddy, my buddy I'm with is, you going to turn down free beer? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm finally at that yeah. point where, sure, this bucket's like 10 bucks, 12 bucks. Yeah. I'll pay I'm the not, 10 bucks. I'm not, I'm not that broke. I'm okay. And that's like, I went home that night and I thought, man, I'm, life's pretty good I'm, right now. I'm, you know what? I don't have a lot to complain about. I'm doing really well. This yeah. Is, this is when I feel like life's good. Cause there was a day <laughs> where even though I don't like Miller Lite, I'd have gladly drank those free beers. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Now so, I don't, I don't do that anymore. The beer 30 stuff. Yeah. Nope. Out on that. That was early twenties. No go nowadays. Uh, but I now, still drink cheap beer, but not like Natty Light, Keystone Light. Cheap. Well, now, like I, I enjoy just Bud Light. I mean, that's, we, that's call, it, we call them cool snacks. Yeah, like Bud Light, Coors Light. I can, I can throw it, but I can like cut grass and drink Bud Light or yeah, Coors Light. That's like that's it. Like that's as soon as we get I, done with the show, I'm going to drink a Bud Light. That's the thing I enjoy about it is, I, I have been, I can't get into the craft beers. I have tried a bunch. Very few do I like, and I don't like the idea of spending six bucks to take a taste and think, oh, God, this is, I don't like this at all. <laughs> but now, because everybody's looking at me, I'm not going to like just give it back. So now I'm going to nurse this and whatever. And then when everybody stops looking at me, now, I'll, yeah, now I'm annoyed. I'll get my Coors Light. I'll get you my know, Bud Light. So I'll get my Cool Snack. Yeah. I drink good bourbon. I drink cheap beer. That's, I agree with that. I agree with that. And really good tequila. You know who Yellow Wolf is, by the way? Yeah, so he's a rapper from Alabama, okay. but he's on like Eminem's label and right. whatever. Uh, he's got his own whiskey called Creek Water, and he's going to be at our buddy Ryan's liquor store at Doc's on Friday night, like signing it. It's Creek Water, like bourbon. Can I taste it before I got to buy it and get it? I have no bottle? idea. They usually do tastings up there at Doc's. If you're in yeah. the Memphis area, free plug. We don't get paid for these guys. Yeah. Ryan Gill at Docs is the man. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, I they, put that man on. I want this and this, and he hunts it out and he finds it, and then he texts me when he's got it in. Yeah, and this weekend he texts me because they had something on super special that I like. He knocks it out. He's the man. He's so just so he got Yellow Wolf man. coming in on Friday night. It's good stuff. I didn't, I wasn't even worried about doing pub, but hey, I'm just saying. You like Yellow Wolf? You like bourbon? Go hang out on Friday night. I like six bourbon. I'm kind of picky about my bourbons. So. I can understand that. A rapper from Alabama. I don't know that I trust him to give me bourbon. I, you might be right. I'm you might be right. I'm all right. Either way. All right. So that wraps up our party schools segment where we discussed disgusting beer and, and good bourbon. I don't like this list. No. Who are the people at Niche to make this list? I mean, that's a great question. Who the hell they think they are? Niche is uh, they they do uh, all of the college stuff, right? They rank all the stuff. So find your niche, discover the schools, companies, neighborhoods that are right for you. Whatever. I don't know. It became a, a big topic online, so I was like, "Well, we can talk about party schools. I like partying. This worked out well." So I don't know that Tulane is the number one party school in the country. I don't know, man. It's really hard to beat New Orleans. You walk outside. I mean, there. you're there. You're there. You're New Orleans is not a big city. Well, I can't believe UNLV is not on this thing. Yeah. New Orleans is not – they're not a big city land-wise. I mean, it's not like, you know, all uh, the schools off in this corner. There is no corner. Like, no. New Orleans is just – is right there. You're in it. Now, you're right about you that. You know when you're in it, and you know when you're out of it. You got that right. You got that right. <laughs> all right, that wraps up the party schools. As always, shows brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Go to tunicatravel.com to get more information on their sports books. You can party with us March 21st, March 22nd. That's a Thursday and Friday at Samstown Casino Sportsbook. We'll be there broadcasting live 10 a.m. both days. We're going to broadcast before the afternoon games as well. We're going to be there all day drinking, gambling on games, cussing, use, use causing that word, a riot. Use that word party loosely. That's it. Yeah, we'll probably just it. be sitting down watching got, the ball games. Hoping for a cover. We're hoping for My partying is hoping for a cover. That's about it. All right. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for the support. <laughs> we made it until it the last again. drop. But we'll see you guys the next go round. <laughs> it's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at Winning Cures. You can follow myself, at Gary WCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time... Have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes, and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and Le Bonheur's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.